0: Hello, viewers, and welcome to another live conversation here on the Alatra International platform. My name is Steve. I have Olga as my co-host. Today, we're gonna to talk about the Creative Society. We're gonna talk about what it takes to build a world where everyone is living safer, healthier, and happier lives. We are joined by our special guest, Guino David. Thank you very much. She's hanging out in the UK. August in California, United States of America. I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are a truly global world tonight. And our tech producer, who's bringing you the great broadcast, is in Siberia, Russia. It is so amazing how we get to come together. Um, technology is wonderful. But what is more wonderful is the passion of the people who want to build a better world and bring people together. Gweno, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and wh- who you are?
1: Okay, well, my name is Gweno David, and I was brought up in the west of Wales, and I have been a professional performer and broadcaster for the last 41 years. I am also an equal opportunities expert and was for 12 years with the Welsh a development agency which was then taken over by the welsh assembly government and i'm also a leadership coach so i bring all those three strands to my actual working life so i have written a book about um, women breaking through the glass ceiling of comedy i have also written an anthem for st david's day which is our patron saint's day i've written the words in english and in welsh and uh, someone else wrote the music someone called hayran thomas i write lyrics I've written a one-woman show about uh, the French singer Edith Piaf and I perform that on a regular basis. I am passionate about developing women and uh, those are some of the things that I'm involved with. I also do quite a lot of pro bono work and uh, it's a joy to be here with you today.
2: Well, thank you, Gwen. It's very interesting. Your bio is very interesting and I have a like, specific question. Maybe you have like any projects which you passionate
1: about? Well, I'm passionate about most things that I do, really. Um, And one of the things that I've been involved with uh, on a Welsh level is uh, bringing people together to celebrate our Patron Saints Day that saint david it was earlier this week march the first every year and i've been involved with um, those celebrations and developing them for the last 15 years and that has brought people together and um, initially when i started doing my voluntary work with that um, organization which was called the national saint david's Day parade there were 200 people maybe parading on the streets of cardiff And by now, 15 years down the line, there have been 25 parades with thousands of people taking part. I've also instigated um, an anthem for St. David's Day and three county banners so that people can parade behind their banners to celebrate our patron saint today. And I've also, put forward an idea to create school banners, so the school banners are based on the words of the St David's Day anthem and the children parade them around their schools and then they go in for their St David's Day um, celebrations. Uh, That's something that's an ongoing project, but uh, some of the things I've been involved with throughout my life, I've always been a passionate activist, I've always tried to make the world a better place, um, I'm uh, obviously I'm anti-trident. I am um, I am anti-nuclear weapons. I've been on parades and protests my entire life because I feel passionately that we can change the world. On some pragmatic levels, I have um, I've been involved in sponsoring children. On and and I feel passionately that uh, women are. Um, predominantly in a second-class position throughout the world we are making progress but we're still um, relatively second-class citizens in most uh, countries of the world and so I made um, I made a decision at the age of I think it was about 2028 that I was going to sponsor children and that came about because I went to Morocco and I saw through um a doorway, a little girl. She can't have been more than about three or four years of age. And she was there making carpets. And I felt so, so sad about it, uh, that I made a decision then that I was going to sponsor girls because education is a way forward for changing the world, I believe. And um, so I sponsored um, young girls for a very, very long time. And one of the successes from that was a young girl in Nicaragua who's called Oreling Urbina Malespin, and she is now a doctor. She trained as a doctor in Nicaragua and then she went to um, Spain and I was very lucky to, to actually meet her. I sponsored another uh, young girl in uh, Java and she was called Endang Lukita Ningrum. Now if anybody knows where she is, I would love to meet up with her. I would love to um, make contact with her because I went out to meet her. Uh, another another one of the projects that I'm involved with um, on a voluntary basis is with a young man called Fidel Wabenga, and he is a, an incredible young man. He's 25 years of age. He hasn't seen his parents for uh, 12 years, I believe. He hasn't seen his family, and yet he is in Kakuma, um, Uh, refugee camp in kenya and he has devised projects with young people and he teaches them on uh, how to use films he makes films with them he edits films with them and they do their creative projects they do with dancing with um, rap with all sorts of things and um, they are an incredible bunch of people but Fidel is incredible, the amount of work that he puts in there and the transformation that he does with these young people. And I'm very proud to be able to mentor him and to coach him. It's very difficult because obviously, although we have technology here, which is relatively reliable, although saying that we weren't able to get a good uh, line into upstairs where I was earlier on, but it's even more so it's more problematic in places like Africa. So we have difficulty in communicating, but what we do, we send each other WhatsApp messages. So uh, that's how I'm managing to keep a relationship going with him. And I'd like to draw the world's attention to this project because it is making, um, it's, it's a transformative project. It's giving these children joy in what they're doing through music, through dance, through performance, through creativity. And this is what we hear. We're talking about a creative society so I'm very proud to be able to do those things.
0: Well, no, that's so cool. I know we're going to talk about later. One of the uh, foundations of the Creative Society is a creative ideology. And the idea that we need that and education needs to be going. Sure, commend you what you're doing. Um, I do want to go back a few seconds, though. You mentioned something about comedy. And- <laughs> I would like you to talk a little bit about how important is comedy and performance in a society where people are living happily? How does it bring us together? How can comedy bring people together? If we're going to build this creative society, how does comedy and performance help us connect as human beings?
1: Well, can I, can I just sh- show as well that I have written a book about women in comedy, which is called Stand Up and Sockets of Them Sister. And um, what it was, was an analysis of the glass ceiling through the prism of my passion, which is women in comedy. And women, uh, not as numerous as men in comedy, and the reasons for that are in the book. <laughs> However, I would go back to some of the things that I found out. There are three important strands of comedy. You've got uh, the superiority, Uh, incongruity and you've got release so superiority is when you're putting somebody down you make yourself superior to another person so it's like kicking somebody's butt incongruity is when something this is reality and then something it doesn't quite fit into reality so it's sort of because it's not your concept of what should be normal it is unusual and people laugh that's why we laugh at eccentric people they're incongruous that we don't expect them to be in that way And the third form of humour is release. Now, the release form of comedy is what we see with um, doctors, nurses, undertakers, um, people who are in very uh, situations that are stressful. And I have to say that the only way that I've got through this COVID crisis is with comedy because it has been my release. It has been a way of releasing the angst all of the the pressures that we are under i think in a healthy society comedy and laughter is something that is central to our very being and that apart that's why that what i wanted to do in the book was to destroy the myth that women aren't funny how can you deny women the possibility of being funny you know it, because it's such a powerful emotion it's at such a powerful skill we're all able to make each other laugh. And laughter is so, so important, especially in times of duress, as we've seen in the, in the pandemic.
2: Yes. Humor, I guess it's like very good part of our life. Without humor, I don't know, we would became in like in the bad situations and bad spots. And you also said about the music, What connection between you and music, what relationship do you have
1: with music? My relationship with music is central. Uh, When I was brought up in the West of Wales, um, we we were fed, we were clothed, um, but we didn't have any luxuries. There were four children, but we always had a house full of music. We always had a a house full of books. We had books, music, art, we had an we had an appreciation of the really important things in life, and for me, music is my lifeblood. I have been performing since I was four years of age. For me, uh, one of the things that I've missed most during uh, lockdown has been the ability to be part of a choir. I've always been in choirs, um, and um, there have been um, uh, analysis done on happiness levels. And apparently, if you are a member of a choir, your levels of happiness are far higher than if you're not. And the reason for that is is, uh, there are many. There's the social aspect of it, the fact that you're using your brain to learn those words, that Mm. you're exercising your lungs, your lung capacity is um, extended, but also you enjoy it. It's a very enjoyable experience. It brings you together. It's social cohesion. So I miss my choir and... um, it's something that's very, very, very important to me. As a soloist, that's another thing entirely. I've been a soloist since I was four years of age. Uh, we have a tradition in Wales of something called the Estevod. And that's um, uh, every year around March the 1st, we, every school has an esteward which is a cultural festival where people sing, where people act, where people recite. And um, so in the Estevod, It's your opportunity to shine. And um, these estevods happen from a very, very early age. So we are conditioned in Wales to become performers, which which has a consequence of becoming, uh, enabling our self-confidence and confidence. Self-confidence is key to anything, absolutely anything and everything. So for us in Wales, our tradition of singing is very, very, very ingrained in our culture um specifically in the Welsh language culture uh, but also in the English language culture and also we see it as um uh, a sort of a secret weapon uh, last weekend we had um we we are a, a nation that plays rugby and we had uh the, the Welsh team were playing the English team in um the Millennium Stadium or the Principality Stadium as it's now called and our secret weapon is our national anthem because it's a very rousing uh, song, and it is literally whenever the rugby players, you can just see it; they become absolutely mm. pumped up, absolutely pumped up with pride and joy and passion for their country. So, for me, singing is 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 a really important part of my well-being. And I do a one-woman show about the French singer, Edith Piaf. And the reason why I'm enamored with her, she's been a role model for me for since I was about 21. And she was a street singer. And I used mm-hmm. to sing on the streets in Belgium. And she was, a, she was um, a pioneer of her time. There were very, very few women at her time in the 30s. Well, in fact, there were no women at all who had been entered into the Um, the Songwriters Guild in uh, France she was the very first woman to do so and as women we need very positive role models and I think in a creative society that's what we can do is we can allow these um, creative human beings to come through supported with role models with mentoring those things are really really important and I think that there's there are lots of issues to do with um different styles of leadership I was talking earlier today on a podcast about the difference in leadership between men and women and there is a very very different um, way and approach which has developed during the coronavirus which is more to do with the the talents that women have Uh, men have had a tendency to be warmongers women not so much women are uh, they want to keep the peace they want to uh pe- hear people's voices and i think that inclusivity is a better approach towards leadership um so we've gone off the, the 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 subject a little bit but i think that uh the ability to sing to dance to to express ourselves is key it's crucial to who are we you know how do we express ourselves we have different languages my language is a very musical one you know and um so oops
0: Well, it looks like we uh, lost. lost our guest for a moment and she'll be right back. In the meantime, we are going to chat a little bit about uh, the creative ideology. And when our guest does reconnect, uh, we're going to have our producer put up creative ide- ideology on the screen. Olga, what do you think so far? This has been kind of fascinating. I like how she connected women leaders with yes. the creative society. What do you think? Yeah.
2: I think it's like great because I know that sometimes like woman doesn't treat well as men in a certain like countries in a certain groups, so in certain places. And I don't think that it should be like this. I think like all people all over the world, world are equal because we're people. We're born as humans, and it shouldn't be the way it's sometimes. And the creative ideology, I think, it's like very important because it's like motivates us it inspires us it brings us like to another level i would say because sometimes when you read some book or like you listen some song and sometimes you don't have like good mood right and you listen and it's just like yes i can do it i can be a better like better version of myself i think it's like very important to mm-hmm. all of those things mm mm-hmm.
0: yeah, i, think I like, agree with you
2: you know, I read, when I read about our guest, I see that she helps people with imposter syndrome. And sometimes I feel like we all have this imposter symbol, syndrome. We don't let ourselves to want a better future for us, better life for us, that we deserve it.
1: And I think it's like very... <laughs> Hi! I'm hey, oh, sorry. Back. Yeah. I think it was when I moved from one room to the other that um, my electricity just dropped out. I heard you talking about imposter syndrome, t- and that's very unusual because I was talking about imposter syndrome today. Tell me what you were th- thinking about it, because um, I do you feel that it's something that women have a tendency to towards more so than you men? No, I feel like it's all of
2: us have it. This imposter syndrome honestly, like not only the woman, but men too. And I feel like it's affect our life in every day, like that we think, okay, the life which we have, like some some have better, some have worse, that is what we deserve. But I don't think that it's really true. I think it's like really stops us from the building the creative society, whereas like every person deserve much more and getting much more than we have right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, I think it was my when we did, we, we discussed this today because I had a um, a room on, um, uh, oh, a platform today. I can't remember what it's called. I, it's very late here, and I'm quite tired by this point. It's twelve o'clock at night, so I'm ready from bed. Um, so, but I think what we we decided was that there's a there's, a, we may possibly all suffer from it, but women are more. Uh, ready to say that they do suffer from it than men would, because men don't like to um, to accept that they have any weaknesses. They don't like to, uh, to say to people that they feel that they have a weakness. And because of that, they will blag their way into a situation. And I think that um, Trump, for example, is a man who, with very few skills who has convinced himself that he is far more skilled than he is. Um, Whereas I think that the difference, um, you know, talking about the the difference in leadership styles, I think that um, what we've seen with people like Jacinda Ardern and uh, Nicola Sturgeon is that they're very careful, they're very pragmatic, they take steps when they're sure. They don't take stupid risks with people's lives. uh, Whereas I I see that the male leaders have done um, things like that. Boris Johnson, for example, has made some dreadful mistakes in Britain
0: as uh, has Trump in America. Well, uh, yeah, we have, uh, we have a, the joy of <laughs> leaders all over the world doing good and bad things for us, don't we? Yeah, Which we is do. why we need uh, the values of the eight foundations. And if I could ask, uh, before you left, you're about to pull them up. I'd like our, our producer to pull up Creative Ideology so I can read it. Mm -hmm. And then I'd like you to, after I read it, to discuss a little bit about how do we bring this in today's society? What are the conditions we need to make this happen? So he'll pull that up and I will read it and we'll discuss it.
2: Yes, he will. Because he already showed it and I let him know that we need it again.
0: We'll have to, yeah. Uh, Also late in Russia, so thank you. Alexei we appreciate you let me just read this to us ideology should be aimed at popularizing the best human qualities and stopping everything that is directed against a human the main priority is the priority of humanity high spiritual moral aspirations of human humanness virtue mutual respect and strengthening of friendship Creating conditions for the development and education of a human with a capital H. Cultivating moral values in each person in society. Prohibition of propaganda, of violence, condemnation, denunciation of any form of division, aggression, and anti-human manifestations. All right. Gwena, what do you think? How do we bring about a creative ideology? And what conditions do we need?
1: We need love. We need love, uh, first and foremostly, and uh, we also need to reassess the educational system and the educational structure. I think that, um, not that I'm an expert on education, I'm not, but uh, some of the northern countries, you know, Finland and those places there, they seem to have more of an equal society. And I think that if we're working towards equality of opportunity and justice, then... It has to start right at the um, right at the very very basis and early part of life, you know. And in this country, we it's, it's a natural country like most countries. You know, I spoke to you earlier about the the rugby um, that we have in this country, and I'll give you an example here. If a child is born, the first thing they will say is, if it's a boy, oh, they're going to play rugby for Wales. If it's a girl, they say, oh, isn't she beautiful? So straight away, as soon as we're born we have different expectations put upon us. Mm. One is of a man to be physically strong and capable and of a woman to be pleasing and uh, pleasing to the eye. So we're starting off with two different concepts there of what our capabilities are, which is we're all starting off on the wrong foot. As soon as you go going to school, you know, they, they will say, boys over there, girls over there. But maybe it's not as bad now, but when I, when I used to do supply teaching and I did 15 years of it, it was always boys over there, girls over there. So immediately you separate them. There's a fantastic piece of research which was done called In the Eye of the Storm, where um, a kindergarten teacher in America, what she did was she separated um, all the blue-eyed kids, And all the brown-eyed kids. And what they did was, um, on the first day, the brown-eyed kids had privileges. The blue-eyed didn't. And then, so they 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 actually, whether they were boys or girls, it didn't matter because they ended up, just by the fact that they had blue, uh, blue or brown eyes, they were treated differently. Now. The difference that we have in society, whether that's our languages, our cultures, the colour of our skin, our ability or our disability, we're not all on a level playing field. We don't all start out at the same point. We don't from our gender. You know, we're males, we're females, we're all treated differently, let alone all of those changes and the differences that are within us from the backgrounds that we have. I know for a fact that my life is entirely different to someone who doesn't speak Welsh, you know? And that's just the the language, you know? If my colour was um, two tones darker, my life would have been entirely different. So Mm. it's a very complex situation. I think also that um, in the Northern countries, children are allowed to play for far longer. They're not, um, you know, education is not drummed into them education is very gendered it's not as bad as it used to be but you know the expectations that are put upon us you know that the boys will do this and girls will do that it's it all has to be deconstructed um but you know in some ways we're going in that direction now because we know we're having gender fluidity which um is complex and uh and is all-consuming and I sometimes have difficulty getting my head around that because my fight my entire life has always been to improve women's rights and we still haven't got women's rights. So, you know, I can't take on board at the moment other people of gender-fluid backgrounds because I don't think the fight for women's equality has been won. You know, we don't have equal rights in so many different locations So, and also looking at society, you know, going back to the rugby again, after the rugby in Wales, we would have a very high incidence of domestic violence. One of the anthems that we have in Wales whilst we sing in, um, in the stadium is it's um, a song called Delilah, which is about a man coming home and stabbing his girlfriend to death because he's seen her with another man. you know when we adore violence when we put it on a pedestal when we sing these songs we have to appreciate and understand that language has meaning and that all of those things have to be taken into consideration um so it's not simple it's not straightforward but the starting point has to be love and it has to be um, there was you, you said at one point let me just have a look um there were, I, I noted it down it was um well capitalism I think is a huge problem because uh, capitalism is the thing that makes us greedy. It makes us want to have three pairs of shoes instead of one, you know, and that's what happens in, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, you know, you can only wear one pair of shoes at any given time. You can only drive one car. You can only live in one house. And with my, my feeling is that there comes a point that all the wealth in the world is, um, the vast majority. I think it's, I don't know what the sum is, but it's something like 95% is owned by 10% of the, um, or a tiny, tiny percent. What do they use that money for? I believe once someone made a certain amount of money and let's be realistic now, it could be a billion who needs anything more than a billion. That's a huge amount of money. I'd be really happy if I had a million pounds, you know, But I think that there should be legislation put into place that as soon as somebody has arrived at a certain amount of money, then that doesn't belong to them anymore. That has to go into hospitals, social care, uh, enabling other people to have a higher standard of living. We must bring everybody up. You know, the the tide should rise, all the boats up at the same time. That's what I feel. Governor?
0: You are absolutely right. The creative society is about... um, a rotating of paradigms from the consumeristic mindset mm-hmm. to the creative mindset which is mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Go ahead Olga, I cut you off my apologies. I just like
2: yeah I know but it's just like what Gwena said it's like resonates like with the second foundation it's like free, human freedom with the third foundation it's like human safety and I guess it's like fourth foundation transparency and openness of information for all of us for all. Yeah. So because it's like it just like, it's like what says in foundations, it's like, we should all have it, and we should implement these foundations, and we should build creative society, and make like, the society where everyone equal, where everyone comfortable, it's society for the people, not against the people, where society where like people finding common grains, not the things which separate us,
1: I'd like to talk about a project that I've been involved with as well, which is called the um, Say Namaste Project. And um, it's uh, the children from Kakuma took part in this. And um, there's a guy called Nigel Stoneham who's trying to get um, access to information technology in the refugee camp at all stations because Mm. that limits us. You know, the fact that we can talk to each other, that's fine, but we are. Middle class, we have the facility of paying for, you know, the web should be available to everybody because that is the biggest portal to potential that there is. You know, Mm. there's no way I would have been sitting here a year ago doing this. It has opened up so much. And why shouldn't that be available to everybody at no cost? Because, again, there are all these rich people. Why, you know, they're making such a surplus, they don't know what to do with it. So tax them once they get to a certain amount, take that money and use it for the benefit for everybody. Humanity. You know, some of us are cleverer than others. Some of us are gifted in an artistic way. You know, we don't have that potential of exploring what we can do with our gifts. Everybody has a gift. It's just that you have to be in a specific situation to be able to use those gifts because, you know, to have time to explore your gifts Mm. we have been given the gift of time over the last year for me i have used it wisely and i have grown i have developed in so many different skills but i haven't earned a great deal of money i've been living on my savings fortunately i had savings but if i hadn't had savings there's no way on earth i would be sitting here Mm. so you know that some countries have been talking about having an universal um Uh, wage which I think is a great way forward Uh, and I think that um you know that then people would use the old adage and say well you know there'd be people who wouldn't do anything but then you think well maybe they'd there there would be things for them to to become involved in that they would be able to find that they would make themselves useful in society Mm -hmm. because you know there are so many people who haven't got a purpose in life and that's so sad you know, my purpose in life is to make other people happy, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. You know, and I do that through my coaching. I do that through my my comedy. I, through, I do that through being kind to people when I can. I'm not always kind. Sometimes I'm selfish. I'm not perfect. Um, but my intention every day is I go out and I try and be kind to people because it's great. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. Why wouldn't you be kind to people? You know, it That's has awesome. its wonderful payback, doesn't it? So, going back to saying namaste, so let me tell you a story.
0: Okay, we have to do, we do have to keep it quick because we're running out of time here. So, we're going to hear this story and we're going to go to our close.
1: Okay. Well, saying namaste was uh, actually came about when I uh, asked a question to somebody called Shraddha WTB in my mother's house when I was helping my mother. And as a result of that particular question, she actually instigated all of the projects so what uh, say namaste is is uh, it's a project a worldwide project with people joining together in love and in uh, recognizing the divine in each other and this is a project which has gone all around the world it's beautiful if you have an opportunity go and look at the the video it is promoting love peace and um a creative society really
0: yeah i Well, I, the reality is, is this, it is absolutely one of my favorite videos. And I think I've shared it. I don't know how many times the say namaste video is just one of my favorites. I'm I'm grateful to your project that built that because you are, it is so cool to watch people from around the world, just connecting, which is the creative society. And we are now in the informational stage here, which is us connecting one another we believe in the rule of six handshakes. I don't know if you know of anybody in your circle that might wanna be one of our guests, but we would love uh, for you to connect us to that person.
1: I certainly um, do. Yeah, I can think of several people.
0: Well, we would love you to reach out via email to us and connect, cause we'd love to bring them on. Uh, but as we close out today, Bueno, is there any final words that you'd like to share with our audience? Any wishes of, of anything? Uh, what do you want to leave us with tonight?
1: Just be kind. Mm. Simple. It's just be kind. You know, try and put yourself in somebody else's shoes and just, you know, don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my job as a coach. I am non-judgmental. I don't judge people.
0: Mm. And just be kind.
1: That's wonderful. It costs nothing.
0: Be kind. That is awesome. Yeah. Olga, do you have anything to share with us before we wrap it up tonight?
2: I just would like to invite Gwenna to come in conference, which is going to happen on March 20th. I believe it's like um, 10, but it's like Eastern. Um, oh boy, Steve, help me <laughs> this timing because I'm totally lost. I know the Eastern time <laughs> for the conference, but I don't have any idea for the Greek time. We can sort time. it out.
1: <laughs> it's fine. We'll sort it out. I will be there. I came to your last conference. I really enjoyed it.
2: Really? Yeah. yeah, this is going to be a very good conference about the creative society, what prophets dreamed of. I believe it's like, it's what we need right now, for real. Because we have so many organizations, we have so many believers, and if believers would follow what their prophets told them, then we would have like, awesome world, like, real, like, ideal society, not even creative society. So, welcome. And our viewers, of course, you're welcome to. And we're going to see like little promo video trailer about this conference.
0: Yeah, that's a great segue. So if you want to know more about the Creative Society, you can visit us at alatraunites.com. We'd love for you to visit, check out all the different things that are there. You can get involved. Just click to, I want to be involved. Uh, And there's many ways that you can be involved, even just by standing up and saying, I want to be connected to other people. With that all said, we wish you a great night. Uh, Gwena, we thank you for taking time. I know it's midnight in <laughs> where you are and thanks for staying up with us. Uh, it's been such a pleasure to have you. I do mm-hmm. want to have you come back, I hope. I- I'd love to have you come back a second time because I wanted to talk about oh, yeah. leadership and we didn't get a chance to do that. So I want to bring it back and have that discussion with you one day.
1: Absolutely, thank you.
0: And March 20th is our big conference. I'm going to ask to close this out. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna walk out and watch our promo video for our March 20th conference.
1: Imagine a world where justice, goodness, and equality reign, where every person lives comfortably and in affluence, where we are not afraid of going home in a dark street, where we don't have to survive but can live and breathe freely. Isn't this the world? which the Prophets spoke about at all times. Isn't this the world that we ourselves have been dreaming of for a long time? But who will build it except ourselves? On March 20, 2021, at 15 GMT, on the platform Alatrainites.com, the third international online conference, Creative Society – What the Prophets Dreamt Of, will be held on the initiative of millions of people from all over the world, Join live broadcast and call your friends. Let's build the world of our dream together.